One, two, three, four, five. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Mad Men Recap. We're coming to you high atop the Peerless Boilers broadcast booth here in beautiful Brooklyn, New York. Remember, Peerless builds America's best boilers. My name's Paul, and tonight I am joined by the Ken Cosgrove of Recappers, Dr. John in Columbus, Ohio. How are you, Dr. John? I'm okay. What What are you doing? What is the boiler? Uh, Did we get a sponsor? We got a sponsor. We're now sponsored by Peerless Boilers, building America's best boilers. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. I, I didn't see a dime of that sponsorship. They're not there. paying us, John. Uh, this is. They also sponsor uh, the uh, the Mets radio broadcast. Uh, and I gave him a call. I said, "Hey, could we get a Peerless Boilers broadcast booth here in Brooklyn?" And uh, and they said, "Go right ahead." So I did, and that's a little New York treat for uh, <laughs> for those Mets fans out there. I know a lot of our listeners are huge Mets fans, John. I don't know if you saw, but we had our very first franchise no no, as they say. Oh, I did see that. That was that was only because there's no replay. There is a. Uh, what? Huge news, John. Huge, huge news. I'd like to think that you didn't just try to poop on it. Sorry. But let me, it, appear, uh, it appears let me, that you have. Let me recant my pooping. Yeah. John, yep. uh, but we're not here to talk about peerless boilers necessary, although they are America's best boilers. Or the Mets. Uh, or the Mets. We're here to talk about Mad Men, John. And uh, we're here to talk about the second to last show. That's the penultimate, if you will. The penultimate. <laughs> oh, why, well, why, uh, should I ask why this is the penultimate, or do you want to, or are you going to wait? Uh, no, that's, that's just kind of the definition of penultimate. <laughs> Fair enough. With the second to last show is penultimate? Yeah. Oh, God, I feel stupid. Uh, uh, John, what, is, what, is, what was the, the, uh, the name of the episode we were happened tonight? Oh, this is this is spectacular. This is commissions and fees. Mm, indeed. It feels it feels it feels financial. And it was. It was, John, and I wanna tell you I wanna tell you about something. I learned trace things. Wow, you that, just combined languages there. That's Spanish for three, John. And things is English for things. Um, number number oh god number one should we restart the show good god number one jaguars are so shitty you can't even kill yourself in one. Oh, now here's oh, the thing john yeah um uh i don't understand i okay uh did did matt weiner have a jaguar that like that never worked for him or something like why are we harping i you know it, it was kind of funny at first to be like oh yeah jaguars never started in the 60s but at this point come on it, the horse is dead oh no that was funny and we can't stop beating it come on that was funny what was funny when it didn't start oh and anyway number two john creepy glenn shaves only on sundays oh that's right well no i don't well first of all Let's give the kid a little credit. He's less creepy. Oh, well, yeah, he's a little better. John, I want to be honest with you. And I, I don't know. I don't want the listeners to start calling me creepy Glenn Paul. But um, I also only shave on Sundays. Well, that's that's a medical thing. What? It, <laughs> it, Glenn?
glandular. John, I, uh, my Paul Giamatti type man face fur uh, only requires a uh, once a week trimming, as it were. Yeah, and that, as it were, is you know who that's for in the listener land. <laughs> Number three, Lane's dead. Oh, that's uh, wow. That was a lot of that. exuberance for some uh, depressing news. Oh my god, John! I want to be honest with you here. Uh, this episode, a bit of a downer, but well done. It made me sad pants. I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry to hear that. I, I, I'm glad I haven't seen that pair of pants though. No. Oh my god! It's just. It's crying shame, John. Uh, yeah, we're going to leave your sad pants and go to yeah, the episode. If that's all right, there. and let's get into the episode because let's, honestly, yeah, yeah, let's hit the barber's chair, okay. shall we? I will. And uh, Don, Don's getting a little snip, snip, a little trim, looking dapper, and mm-hmm. we see the next customer happens to stroll in, and just perchance is another ad man. What? Yeah, our good friend Jed Covington from Dancer. From Dancer? That's what he said. From Dancer. That's what I heard. That can't be right, John. Pretty sure. Listeners, let's come down on hard John. What? Let's... <laughs> anyway, moving on. Anyways, uh, Jed makes a comment about, you know, way to go on Jaguar. Don says they've had our work. We'll see what they do to it. And uh, we see that Pete is making a name for himself. Even Jed said, yeah, what the, what the Campbell? Pete, what? what's his name? That's yeah, a nice win for your little company. Yeah, and, it doesn't uh, hurt. You know, and you know, Don Don takes a little look in the mirror, like, man, this you know, this squirmy little guy is getting a rep. It's not, yeah. you know, it's not Pete, it's not Don. Because uh, the guy even says, you know, hey, we, you know, we tried to write sexy like you did. Creative just went home. Uh, uh, well, right, but I mean, still, that's 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 Don. That's on Don. Right. Right. So I mean, yeah, because if creative succeeds. It's the it's the director that gets the credit, clearly. Even though, by the way, folks, Gonzo, Ginzo, whatever. He's the real he's the real brains behind this brain trust. Am I right? He came up with the idea, but let's give Don some credit for the delivery. Oh, nailing it to the wall. And uh, so that's you know, that's a nice little lead in, right? Oh, definitely. So we go to a little lunch. We got Lane. <sighs> Things are going so good here. So good. Lane is at a meeting with a representative for the four A's. What does that mean? I thought you'd ask. Thank you. Yes. The four A's stands for the American Association of Advertising Agencies. Okay. And it was brought into organization uh, as far back as 1917. So, oh, my. Yeah. The, the ad people take care of themselves. And clearly. All right. And so they're, they're saying, look, you kept this place afloat for three years. Uh, you know, you landed the big car. You're our kind of guy. Would you like to be our fiscal man? You know, it even comes wow. with a little trip to the Greenbrier. That's right. Wives or maybe not. John, I was confused here. I thought, oh, my God, Lane's getting a new job so that he can get the truck out before they figure it out. Am I right? Oh, you thought... No, I, I didn't think that either. It, the way this was prevented, presented, I thought it was kind of an honorary position. Oh, okay. See, I was... I, was I mean, not confused. honorary. There's still work involved, but you know, was it was not a new job for him. I'm going to be honest with the listeners here. I, uh, I talked to John about this already offline. Um, 
I have not had a lot of free time lately, and I had to watch this episode on the subway and split it into two halves. The which is which is criminal. And the commute home. Oh, I feel awful about it, especially this episode, because John. Yep. It's a little heavy. I want to give you just a, a great big thank you personally for okay. dropping the bananas. Oh, right. Uh, Mr. Ban- <laughs> Doctor, uh, I almost called you Mr. Bananas. Dr. Bananas, uh, you know, we've had a lot of complaints about how much I say your name. And I'm trying to cut back a little bit, but I will not stop. This is my show, folks. F it. <laughs> moving, <laughs> moving on. Um, so, so now we're back in the office. We are, and there is a very, a very not non-capable uh, Joan replacement, kind of doing the minutes and taking the time, as it were. Right. Uh, she does not know what she's doing. She's trying to figure out, and Joan is holding her hand. But John, can I say something here? That yeah. is, these are just the growing pains of moving on. Okay, she'll get the hang of it. Yeah, absolutely. But now Joan uh, has a say and a vote and a whatnot and a hey hey, so uh, that's pretty exciting. And she's, I think she's thrilled to be on this side of the table. I mean, all you have to do, and if the kids are listening out there, to make your life, you know, top notch, loose morals. I th- is that the is that the uh, is that the takeaway, John? I, I do think that's one of what Weiner is trying to say here is, yeah, you know, you know, for a price, you can have certain things. And sometimes that price is, you know, uh, prostitution, John. Uh, we've got Pete hot on the trail of Dunlap. Is that what they say? Dunlop. Dunlop. Uh, whatever. Uh, I believe those are tires. And now that they've got uh, Jaguar, people are calling. Yeah. Yeah. So that's exciting. The other thing is that we we learned that Jagia is uh, wanting to kind of restructure how they uh, bill and how they pay. Uh, and John, maybe you can explain this to me because I'm you know I'm all thumbs. Did you understand what Lane was saying? Not not a clue. No, no I mean he, oh, really? he he was talking about the difference between the fee structure and the uh, commission. And I had the same reaction Roger did. Yeah, me too. That's interesting. Okay. Oh. I'll say this. Um, I didn't. I didn't see. I didn't see this. I mean, th- things things are going so well here, John. Um, but you know what? It was a good lead-in. They bring in the finances. We're gonna have to take a closer look at things. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Touching the side of my nose, folks. I actually didn't. I didn't put those two together right then. I don't know. I did. I did not either. But it was. But now. Right now, having, having the benefit, as 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 you could say, um, I get it. Um, so everyone uh, votes to uh, to kind of take a closer look at it and uh, figure it out. We then, John, are at the Francis household. If you don't mind me skipping over, apparently uh, uh, Bobby uh, seventy six has uh, maybe caught some kind of eye disease. I don't know uh-huh. the goggles he's wearing there, John. Are, are those are those prescribed? No, no, that, those were goggles of the time. Oh, is that right? Yes. W- was that for? Uh, did he recently get a motorcycle and or a convertible? No, come on, look at how old he is. He got a Vespa. Oh, clearly, clearly. Uh, well, John, I'll tell you what. The Francis's are going on a beautiful ski vacation, 
And Betty, as always, is kind of yelling at the children um, instead of talking to them. Right. Well, John, Sally has had enough of this. And uh, she's like, you know what? I don't even want to go on your ski vacation. I'll go to Don's. And, uh, and Betty's all right with that. Fine. Eat it. You're not just going to sit in the lodge and read. Right. And, you know, I think this is uh, even further set up the end of the episode like we needed it. You know, the strife between mother-daughter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. John. Sally professing how grown-up she is. I'm sorry. Dr. Bananas. Wow. I'm going to kind of switch it up. Dr. Bananas, I think, uh, you know, uh, Sally has grown into her teenage years. And from what I hear, I don't have a teenage daughter. But from what I hear, it can be quite challenging. Yeah, that's the rumor. Yeah. And, uh, and, and we're seeing that happen with Sally. You know, uh, she used to be a nice little girl. And now she just says mean things all the time. I believe she takes a shot at Betty, saying that uh, at least at Don's and Megan's, I can eat what I want. Ouch. Getting tired of the fish, just like Henry Francis. Uh, <laughs> Am I right, John? I know maybe Weight Watchers has expanded on the menu a little by now. I don't think at that time. I believe it was just, uh, it was just cardboard and, uh, and, uh, and nothing else. I don't. I don't even know. Uh, I, I. Moving on. All right. Couldn't come up with anything there. That's all right. That's okay. Now, see, here's the thing. So, so you know, yeah. Sally say, calls Don. Look, you're taking her. Uh, doesn't really give him an option. Actually, uh, takes a shot at Megan again, and hangs up. Now, here's the thing. You would think that Don would think to himself, "Oh boy," and then give Megan a call, and he probably would have. Oh yeah. Except. Before he even hung up the phone, yeah, Cooper's walking into the office, and I mean, I think I don't know. Maybe you can call me a bit of a Don Homer. Sure, but I can excuse this lapse of phone call based on what happens. Oh, oh yeah. Are you kidding me? So Cooper comes in, holds up a bag of shit in front of a fan, and just whips it at it. Right, and that's that, what happened. Well, and he, and not only that, he whipped it at Don. Oh, man, I feel like it hit me straight in the face. Mm. My friend, I did not see... I'm sorry, I'm clicking a pen. I shouldn't be doing that. Um, I did not see this whole... Uh, I, I thought I thought the whole uh, lane pricing was going to was gonna stretch out a little bit further. Well, I know, you know a lot I know a lot of people thought that the the reveal was going to come via Joan. You know, yeah, with, I did. With her finances. By and, a lot of people. You mean me. No, no. Lots of people have written in. This is this is an interactive program here. We have participation. Oh, worldwide. Worldwide. Uh, I, I, uh, I, man, I totally, totally freaked out. I totally freaked out when this happened, John. I don't e- know even before you. Lane walked in. Even before. Well, yeah. I mean, I, think I, so. I, I saved my. I did start freaking out once Lane just broke down. But, oh, well, um, are, 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 are we, I mean, oh, well, let's, let's just, let's say this. Uh, Cooper says, this is strange. I don't know what's going on. Don says, okay, takes it from him and says, I'll take care of this. And right. that's kind of that's it. And Cooper's like, okay. no, no, Cooper gives him the business. He's like, look, you can't just be the nice guy. You can't, you got, you got to be here with the big boys. The adults are running the program. Yeah, I guess so. And, you know, and he doesn't, he doesn't know what's going on. No. Um, 
but I just I don't know about you. This may go. This may be one of my favorite scenes of the series. Oh well, then tell me about just it. the intensity, the way it's shot. You know, it starts with that wide view with Don on the left looking at his whole office. Lane comes in, bubbly, perky, excited about this new uh, position at the four A's. Brags about it. Says I took it in the name of the company. Don hands him the check. He takes it and does like the the great. I mean, he, I got to give Mr. Harris some credit okay. here for his acting prowess. He does a great surprise. Like, oh, what is this? Then says, you well, signed no, it. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I don't think he does a great surprise. What is this? He does a, oh, shit, look. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, like well, my- and that's, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't have, he kind of, he, he kind of, he kind of shows his hand right away. He should have like been confused by it, right? But he played. He did. He did not. But Elaine did not play it very well, right? He was. And I mean, to. I mean, come on. Who could? That is a big deal, man. Like you know, you're gonna lose your job. Oh yeah. Um, things I didn't like. Tell me. Uh, I didn't like how Lane just kind of lost it and started crying, and then started kind of complaining and screaming. You know, about how he's given so much to the company and everybody else lines their pockets and he doesn't. Here, I, why, why is everyone else making so much money and he's not? Explain that to me. I don't know. If, and that's, the, that's I think, the, the point is that he had, he had the entirety of the power when he fired them. You know, he could have written that contract any way he wanted. Yeah. He could have had 80%, you know, and he didn't. So... You know, part of this well, is, is on him for how he structured that. But did did I don't know? I, see, that doesn't make that doesn't make much sense to me. He's he's a finance guy. He should he should know better. It just seems weird. I, there's no clear explanation for why, and I'm sure our listeners have one, but there's no clear explanation why Don got so rich, and Lane has no money. And there's no explanation. Like, I could see, like, maybe in his personal life, if we had seen that he had had to spend a lot of money here or there or done this or done that, but he doesn't have near the apartment that Don has. Right. Well, but I guess part of the the, the thing was, one, you know, he had to put that giant stake in that yeah, 50 Yeah, but so grand. did Don. Right. But that we, we know what Don was making. Don was making a lot of money. Yeah. Before the, the before this whole thing happened, Lane, who was being you know employed by a PPL, probably was not making that much money. Oh, and and well as Don got the benefit of the sellout, right? From oh, right, 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 right. So Don came into this with a lot of money. Absolutely, fair enough, fair enough, John. But yeah, Lane kind of loses it, and well, and, uh, and I think uh, you know again watching some of the behind the scenes interviews and just uh, you know looking at him. I think that's partly what you're supposed to to see is that, you know, we're seeing a guy that is breaking down and at the end of his rope, and oh. Don, Don's just seeing a guy that you know just robbed them, or or had a had a very very poor lapse in judgment. Clearly, right. I but, mean, I don't think Don I, Don doesn't seem really that mad, but it's one of those things like. I I just I have I can't I have to, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like you have done something dishonest to the point where I can't trust you anymore. I've got to let you go, man. 
Yeah, I don't. I mean, there there are people that are saying, you know, why didn't Don recognize the the, the sheer despair in Lane? You know, why wouldn't you give him another chance? I don't. I personally don't think Don could have handled this any any better. You know, oh, and I think he did recognize a lot. You know, he. I mean, because he tried to say, you know, this is the worst part. It only gets better from here. Like he tried to. He cert. Yeah. But you know, he he, he didn't. He didn't fire him. He allowed him to resign. Mm-hmm. He allowed him to make up his own story why he resigned. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't send him through court. This and, is true. And not only this, even with Lane's complete breakdown, he doesn't even confess. And this is this is from our good friend of the show, Phil. He doesn't even confess the fifty grand he put the company down. Because remember, he drew fifty grand against their credit. So he okay. he went to the bank, extended the credit without telling anybody. Right, and then he took whatever eight grand out of that extension mm-hmm. in in this fraudulent affair. So he's only gotten caught for this one check. Right, but that's all he took. No. That's... Yes. No. 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 He took because he took that line of credit out against the company. He didn't get that fifty grand. Right, but the company doesn't know that they owe that. It's on their books. No, I don't, I don't think it is because he was saying it was a surplus. Remember, oh, that's why he well, said they had the bonus money. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So this could get a this this so so they could be in worse shape than they think. Absolutely. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. But they also didn't they also didn't spend that fifty grand. So just because they took out the line of credit, if it hasn't been spent, they don't owe it. Right. You know what I mean? So they only owe eight grand, which Don could. No, but I, I, I think they, you know. Oh no! But they did pay the bonuses out to the staff. They paid the staff bonuses, oh, and then yeah. you know they used the, um, they could be using it to pay for the freelancers for Jag. You yeah, know. totally, totally. Here's the thing. Yeah. Are you a little sad he got caught? No. Don't don't you wish he just hadn't got caught? That there's well, come on. You knew from moment one that wasn't going to happen. Ah. Uh. There was not a chance. There was not a chance. It may not have been this season, but there's no way he doesn't get caught for this. I mean, how many people embezzle every day? I not what? I don't know. I just Are we talking stealing had, pens? I, I just well, maybe. There's different levels. <laughs> but uh I think, you know, every day people pe- people do this, right? <laughs> yeah, no, John, seriously. It, I think I think it, it's probably it's probably more than you expect. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. I have to say the uh, the look that Lane gives Don on the way out the door daggers my for icy. I mean, what's he supposed to? Do? I don't know. What's he supposed to do? I, but I know I like like I said before. I do like that Don. You know, he tries to give him like a little. It's gonna be fine. And here's the thing. He's he's gonna he's you know he's not gonna get fired for embezzling. He's gonna resign. I don't understand why he can't move on. I mean, I know that's, well, that's not simple, but... But I, again, I, I guess the point that, that Don's missing is, uh, or, or that we're missing, again, something else I picked up from the interviews, that uh, with the loss of job, he can't stay. This is you true. Know, then this, he loses And the this visa. is true. You lose your visa. but And I don't know what it was, and maybe someone can look this up. I don't know what it was in 1967, but today you get two weeks. Okay. So, I mean, I know two weeks isn't a lot of time, but I mean, certainly he's got some connections. He could get a get a quick thing going. I don't know. 
I'm just saying. He does definitely not want to go back to the UK, though. Am I right? Well, and I guess that's the point, is that uh, the assumption here is that if he loses his visa, he goes back to the UK, and he goes back as a failed business person. And that's kind of, I think, his real focus. He doesn't have to. He can just go back and say, hey, I really missed this dump. You're right. You're right, considering he's the I, one that gets to pick the story. To, yeah, exactly. Like, to, to, to be honest, I mean, you know, I think... I think we can kind of see like a long line of, of Lane getting the shaft in life. And it's it's been one of those things that has always weighed heavy on him. Yeah. You know, because remember when he was working for uh, Sinjin and those jackasses, he really got he got dumped on all the time. And I think this is just another uh, another instance where he feels as if he's been dumped on and he is it just can't he can't take it anymore. I, I agree, even though I don't think, you know, we're looking at it from a similar point that we don't think he's been dumped on. He's been treated as fairly as you can treat somebody that just took money. And like Don said, why didn't you ask? And he's saying the humiliation would have been too great. It's like, well, this is a lot worse. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, I guess, see, we have the, we have the, uh, the, uh, the benefit Advantage. of being yes. this, you know, um, you know, third party here. Um, right, but you know we've seen we've seen Don um, give Pete money uh, because he paid uh, Pete's portion of the uh, of the uh, partner's fee back right. back earlier. I mean, so Don is generous. I think if I think if Lane had said something to him, but I mean, can you imagine going in and asking your boss for twenty grand? Sure. Yeah, that's true. I'd rather do that than try to steal it. But, you know, then exactly. again, I'm not English. Well done. <laughs> All right. So uh, so let's just say uh, not a pleasant meeting. And uh, Lane starts throwing back some booze pretty hard. Am I right? Really hard. And uh, finds his way into Joan's office. John. Hey, look at Joan's planning a vacation. Uh-huh. I guess partners can do that. Hey. Right around Easter time. She says, I can't imagine being locked in an apartment with my, you know, with a baby and my mother. Well, and she's deciding from between Bermuda and Hawaii. I mean, her, that's her first mistake. I mean, I think we've all learned Aruba is better. Oh, my friends. John and I have both been to Aruba, let me tell you. It's like going to a uh, Caribbean Long Island. Um, <laughs> Long Island or Rhode Island? No. <laughs> in this case, actually Long Island. You get... You get the the uh, the benefit of being in uh, the Caribbean um, while still being with everyone from Long Island, John, <laughs> which which is a special a special treat. Um, now, if I was her, I'm and I don't know what these places were like at this time period, but I would pick uh, Bermuda just based on travel time, John. Okay, because Hawaii's far. Uh, she's yeah, got was, a baby. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, let's right. do a little planning here. I think there's an easy answer, Joan. Here's the thing, though. Uh, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the fact that Lane comes in and lays kind of some nasty, nasty words on her. I feel like he's almost kind of walking around laying blame on who, um, you know, potentially got in the way of his uh, perfect plan, as it were. And uh, one of those uh, things is, of course, uh, they needed to uh, uh, pony up some some money uh, for uh, for Joan and her prostitution ring, 
I don't know if it qualifies as a ring, John. No, they didn't, though. No, but they didn't end up doing it, but uh, I think it was still it was still a hitch in his plan. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, when she makes the comment about being locked in a hotel room with her mother and a baby, he says, uh, I'm guessing you would prefer, I imagine you bouncing around in some sort of bikini then. And she's like, maybe you should take your party elsewhere. It gets, a, it gets a little weird. It does. It does. I guess uh, I, I kind of looked at this as his awkward attempt at a goodbye. You think so? Because the last words he ever says to her are bon voyage. Oh, my. Oh, my. This is too much for me. But we, uh, we move from there to, uh, I believe, uh, laying back in his, uh, in his office, definitely feeling defeated. And uh, it, I, I love this shot because it makes the office look so large when he kind of spins around in his chair. It's yeah. such a wide shot and him behind uh, his desk uh, and uh, looking out the window at Manhattan and just kind of feeling like crushing weight. Well, he's like the only, the only person in the world, the loneliest man on earth. Oh, my God. If I haven't felt that. Every single day of my life. I don't know how he can walk into that office without a pep in his step with that Mets pennant on the wall. That's that what thing. I'm saying. Here's the thing, John. Did I mention the no-no? It's happiness in a triangle. That's what I'm saying. But no, it, it's a great shot. You really, you do, you feel the, the weight of that isolation. Uh-huh. And this is, this is great. This is, somebody went out and found uh, Don Draper of 62. Look oh. at this guy walking in the door. Okay. There he is. So Don comes over after this interaction, of which he has not relayed to anybody and will not. He comes into the door and just starts uh, really spitting some vinegar. Hey, I'm tired of this piddly shit, John. Although, you know, I, I, did, I thought uh, one of the listeners thought you'd get a kick out of this line. As he's waiting for Roger to get off the phone, he's talking with a, apparently a young Kochek girl mm-hmm. from Long Island or Rhode Island, <laughs> whichever is... Uh, you know, whichever it is, and I thought I'd get, I'd hit you up with a question. Okay. Uh, which one, which one do you think is bigger, the actual state of Rhode Island or the island of Long Island? I'm going to say this, John. I think I've made this mistake just a few times on the show. Uh, is Rhode Island still a state? Yeah, no they I they came, they so came up for a, they came up for vote, and they still got. They have not caved yeah. yet. Nope. I've got my fingers crossed for them. Well, just so you know, Long Island, bigger than the state of Rhode Island. What are we doing? And I know we have a listener in Rhode Island because they've written in a few times. But, John, let's not kid ourselves. It's time to just, it's time to just, 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 just merge that into another state. Am I right? Cut the apron strings. Exactly. Listen, Rhode Island, we've been carrying you long enough. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so so he gets off the phone. And Don's, Don just lays into him. He's, uh, you know, I'm tired of the tiny stuff. I can't believe we got this, you know, stupid car. You know, I don't want Jag. I want Chevy. I don't want Dunlop. I want Firestone. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and Roger, to, you know, his credit, he actually gives Pete a little bit of a, you know, he's like, man, Pete's getting some, you know, he's helped turning us around. Yeah. And, uh, and, and <laughs> I mean, Don, Don is just not feeling it. I don't know if it's the disappointment of, you know, the honest friend breaking his trust or the fact that the barber, you know, uh, is getting the wind of Pete's name or the fact that Joan laughed at Pete's comment in the meeting. You know, he just all these things are getting him riled up. Oh, man. I mean, who doesn't hate Pete, though? 
Uh, apparently, we had a few people write in defend Pete. John. Yeah. Those people don't count. And wow. Number, and number two. <laughs> wow. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm just joking. And number two. Um, I've rewatched the episode three times, and every time I keep hoping Pete killed himself. Wow. Yeah. I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid to get dark hair on the show, folks. I know Listen, a lot of us were thinking that earlier in the season. This too. is not all laughs and hugs and high fives around here, folks. When was it? When was what? Never mind. Okay. Uh, right. So Don has the fire in him as, uh, uh, like he's whatever. And, uh, it's kind when, of exciting. It is. And he confesses to Roger for the first time that, you know, what, uh, Ed Baxter from Dow Chemical had said about the letter. And, and Roger's like, well, why didn't you tell me? He says, cause I wrote it. Uh-huh. Uh, and, and Roger lays the great line. He's like, what, you're going to let that wax figure discourage you? That's right. Like, you used to love. No, you know, <laughs> used to just like a lot of people get really motivated yeah. by being told you know you hear that all the time in sports how somebody was told oh you're too small you're too slow and they they turn into you know great great players mm-hmm. and uh and we so we see this we see this fire and a little pep talk uh, uh and he asks for ed baxter roger's yeah. like yeah you know come on now that's he's that's that's moby dick that's you know there's there's better fish than that yeah and Don's like, no way, man! It's twenty million. That's that's the size of Lucky Strike. You know, let's it. do it. So I love it. He's aiming high. You know what they say, man? What? Shoot for the moon. You miss, you get a star. No, no, you get the moon. That's what I'm saying. So there you uh, go. here's the thing: uh, when they when they mention Dow, uh, Roger says, "Yeah, well, Kenny, little Kenny, he's he's a little queasy about working with family." You know what Don says? Then fire him. Boom. Oh, that was oh. That's the Don I'm talking about. Rising from the dead. I'm not calling him Don anymore, John. I'm calling him Lazarus. You didn't think there was a... Uh, there was a little... Um, oh, man. I just just left my oh, brain. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Train wreck. You yep. just train wrecked, buddy. Yep. Uh, here's the thing. I thought... I, 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 I wouldn't think that Roger would take what Don said about firing Kenny as anything but kind of like a... You need to have a talk with him. Right. Not actually fire him. Sure. But uh, I, I don't know, John. Uh, when Later in the show, when they have a little talk around. I think oh, we're, was... we're getting there. Okay. It's, it's coming I'm right up. I'm, I, That's I, I all right. I'm excited, John. Here's we just thing. flashed to the apartment for a second. We see that Sally showed up. Yeah. Megan, Megan's shocked. Shocked. And, uh, you know, Sally's like, oh, I'm spending the weekend with you. Hi. He's <laughs> like, oh, I guess dad didn't tell you. Uh. <laughs> Can we have some tea? Ugh. You know, and throws her coat at her. Just what you uh, need—a teenage girl showing up, giggling and saying mean things to you. Am I right? Well, and apparently, you know, Megan's got stuff to do. Yeah. What? There you here's go. the thing: right. she's just not sitting at home twiddling her thumbs watching Oprah, John. No, she's twiddling her or thumbs the watching of Oprah, Oprah at that time and preparing for a rehearsal, a tryout. Dinah, Sh- would Dinah Shore count? Dinah. Dinah. Wow. Merv, Merv, Merv Griffin. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Next scene, John. Great now this scene. is the meeting you're talking about. Great scene. Great scene. You like scene. this one. I love it. Kenny, you think, here's the thing. And I don't care if I say that too much. And I don't care if John says it too much. Here's the effing thing. <laughs> I feel like in this scene, Kenny is in a, like a, is in a, is in a shark tank, right? And yeah. he's, he's in the cage. Okay. And then um, somebody throws 
uh, a bunch of like bloody chum in the cage. Right. And opens the cage door, right? And you're thinking, man, Kenny is effed. He's going to get eaten. You know what Kenny does? No. Punches the shark in the eye. Right in the eye. And you know what does the other shark? Square Stares on down. the nose. Square on the nose. Well, that's how you get them to open their mouth. This was amazing. Oh, and then the shark <laughs> tried to bite his hand. Ken just reaches down and chokes him with his fist. So for all of you that are not along with Paul on Shark Week, <laughs> Roger comes in and lets him know, hey, we're going to go after Dow. And he goes, okay, you okay. know, what am I going to do when he calls? Well, Roger says you might not pick up the phone if you're, you know, say, having a drink with your boss. So we already know that they've made the call. Actually, that's what Roger was doing before he came up here. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, I just, I thought this was great. You know, when he's like, well, what if I should accidentally mention it to my wife? And Roger's like, wow, look at you. And this is, you know, I think this is the first really we've seen of uh, Ken as far as any kind of, you know, I guess. I think we've seen Ken be shrewd before. We have. We've yeah. seen him be a great, a great account man. Yeah. Um, but we've never seen him kind of be ambitious with a personal edge. Okay. You know, and he says, you know, I don't want to be a partner. I've seen how that works. You know, bazing. Yeah, no, that was a that was that was a good slight. And um, and he goes, but you know, what I do want is Pete doesn't go to a meeting and Pete doesn't go to the meetings. And I that thought was, that was uh, great. Here's the thing, John. This is why you don't live your life as a dick. Because everyone is slowly just kind of like, it's just making their own their own teams against Pete Campbell. Oh, I was just thinking about this the other day. Okay. Go back and watch episode one, the first of the series. Okay. All right? I did. So Peggy's just getting started as a secretary. Mm-hmm. Pete comes in and makes some really snarky, snide comments about oh, her. Oh, yeah, yeah. Don pulls him aside. Oh, man. You know, and says, you know, I know you're young, you got everything in front of you, you think the world is a great big brassiere strap, but if you keep treating people like this, you're going to wind up alone because no one will like you. Oh my and God. And that's, that's episode one. That is so brilliant, John. That is so brilliant. Well done. Well and done. Wh- and where are we now? Nobody likes him. Nobody. Now, granted... And he's losing are- his hair. Hold on, because there was also... <laughs> <laughs> right? He was also a, a, a thing about you. You'll be the bald guy in the corner office, right? That people feel sorry for, right? And that is exactly what's happening. Oh my, John! Yeah, well done. And that, folks, is why we are the number one Mad Men podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, from an independent reviewer. And well, myself. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, no, this, well, oh, my mind's blown. Just keep talking. Yeah, so so Roger's on the elevator. Don sees him. They're both heading out now. Uh, Roger says, look, man, I got you the appointment. Monday morning, and this is Friday night. And Don is actually frustrated. Like, what are you talking about, Monday? 48 hours? That's not enough time to prepare for a giant corporation. I love it. Roger's like, that's on you, man. <laughs> well, hey, he did his job. He did. He did. And, and, and he tells thing, this, this is why, I mean, we, we know that Dow Chemical does not, for some reason, ha, ha, has it in for them. You well, know? no, it's because of the letter. Yeah, well, and I, yes, we guess we know it's because of the letter. Um, but uh, that's exactly why they said, oh, okay, well, let's just do it Monday. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Don is, to say the least, very flustered, and we uh, we uh, we we kind of find him uh, set to go home and, and work away the weekend. Uh, little does he know, or probably remember, that uh, Sally is uh, staying over, doing a lot of TV watching. You know, uh, for the normal for the course as a teenager, that's fine. Hey, yeah, sure. I watched a lot, I watch a lot of TV. Um, so Don comes in and says, uh, "Where's Megan? She's taking a nap." I think we all know Megan is not taking a nap. No, she's, she's working like, hard. Give me the f away from this kid. Well, uh, and you know, so so this is this is Don's day so far. He fires his CFO. Okay. He has a meeting with a twenty million dollar potential customer. In 48 hours. Wait, today? No. Oh, oh right, 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 right. On right. Monday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He gets the word. Yeah, okay. And uh, he he walks into his house to the daughter that he probably didn't remember is going to be there. Oh, sure, no. And walks into his bedroom and simply pulls open his throat for Megan to jump down. Oh, my God. It was it was a little rough. And, uh, you know, so he, I think he handles it as well as he can. You know, he opens the door. Sally, you're staying home Monday morning. Yeah, <laughs> no, not no going school. to school. And then, and then lets Megan know, you know, what happened, that, that he had to fire him and didn't really give her any more details. No, not at all. And, and uh, here's the thing. I, again, they resolve this tension very well. She I says, think so. You're, you're going to have dinner with your daughter and me. And he's like, I've just got so much to do. Well, you'll do it after dinner. Come on, let's go. And it, it, they, they do an, she does an amazing job of constantly just kind of ending a, a, a tension-filled uh, experience uh, with ease. I, I agree, but I think the, the next scene with them will go against your premise. But we can't skip over Lane and Rebecca. Spectacular. Oh, we go Lane. We go to the house. He has Lane. Lane's got the comb over falling in his face. Yeah. He seems to be perspiring. Drunk as a skunk. Yep, that's what the t-shirts say. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> his uh, his lovely wife is waiting, wearing some kind of Dead animal. She's all dressed um, up, John. Yep, and is uh, saying we're going to go to dinner. He's he's a little cross to be, to be understood. Oh yeah. And she's like, look, you you never appreciate when things are good. We're going to go out and celebrate. You know, for the whole four A's thing. Oh yeah, yeah. You're you're, and, you're finally you're finally getting some credit. So they go to the garage. Lane's like, well, come on, let's just take a cab. Do we have to drive? They walk into the back of the garage, and she goes, "What do you think?" Ta da. Surprise, I wrote a check even though I'm not allowed. Here's a car. Beautiful British racing green. Of course. Of course. What did you think? This doesn't look quite the same car when it's not red. Oh, John. It is, this car is far too often shown in red. Okay. If I was to get one, I would love this one. Really? British racing green? Are you kidding me? All right. It's the absolute... Bre- and I'm not even British. And, to be, and, and I know that we have folks that listen in the UK, but I don't even want to be British. I just... I don't know that they'd have you. I just... <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing, John. The sight of this, uh, I think the equivalent of at least a forty or $50,000 car today, um, makes Lane puke. It does. It was... Uh, and again, I thought another good acting performance. You can see him tearing up. You know, he really doesn't know what, to, you know, he might have even been contemplating, you know, trying to break it to her what happened. Yeah. And, and do you think this was the straw that broke the camel's back, as it were, John? 
uh, you know, I'd hate to say that. You'd feel terrible for the wife, but yeah. Right. I do. Like this was just this was just like we we are now so aft. No, I mean, there's no we. There's no we in this. This is all in his head. This is all I. You know, like I I am I am aft. I am No, see, I I completely up. disagree with that. I got to say I completely disagree with that. I think he definitely sees it as as a, as we. I mean, because he definitely, I, I believe that he definitely um, gets. I don't know. I think, I think if you're contemplating suicide, there's not much, you know, there's not a lot of other people in there. No, no, no. But I think that she, she is definitely, uh, she is definitely part of the pressure, you know, that, that he feels. Okay. Especially like the way that she came in. I'm so proud of you. Oh, sure. You know, you're finally doing this. I think that he very much considers her. Maybe, maybe not in the in in the best way, but as as a weight, like that is something that he, she is something that he needs to um, well, clearly provide for, but also, um, you know, appease in a way. Sure, I I, just, I looked at it as another way that he internalized his own personal failure. Right, she, but if, uh, that's what I'm saying. That she was another opportunity to fail. I, maybe we're saying the same thing. I think we're saying the exact same thing <laughs> from the Peerless Boilers broadcast booth. <laughs> Are we doing an intermission? Is that what that's? Well, is? John, I told them I'd, 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 I'd sell. <laughs> no, the you, no, you didn't. I, I no, said, you didn't. We, I said we would. Here's the thing: the Mets do fifty percent of their boiler sales. Okay, I went in there and I said, I don't want to sell fifty percent boilers. <laughs> I want to get you to a hundred percent boiler sales by the end of the month. Oh, unfortunately for you, one of the office staff watches Mad Men. You were just tossed that on your ear. Peerless boilers, America's best boilers, ladies and gentlemen. We so, are then back at the apartment. And see, this is where I think your your philosophy might start to take a little hit. Okay. Uh, because you know the girls are going out. Yeah. Don says, "No way, I got to work." Sally says, "Look at him; he's got to work. This is going to be miserable." And yeah. So they head out, but just again the icy stare that he gets, just kind of the angry stare, the the little extra energy on the door close. I think there is some uh, chinking there. Now again, I'm going to disagree, whole, John. The whole I'm thing gonna is, disagree. I'm going to no, no, disagree. We got some notes that absolutely, you know, the the marriages, you know, this is long term stuff. It's not all yeah. you know rosy and super. But uh, again, you got to remember what we're watching here. This is this is a television show for entertainment. I mean, they can't have this be. You know, this is not going to work out for two more seasons. Let's just look at it from that standpoint. I disagree. You you think Megan and Don are going to last through the end of the series? Till the end of time, John. Wow. They did say forever. Yeah, that's right. Don't take that lightly. I think that, uh, you know, of course she's a little annoyed she has to take care of the girl. Right? But, and of course she's going to shoot a look that's like, this sucks, man. Yeah, this is your kid. But that's not the end of the world. No, no, you're right. My God, I feel like you're just you. You and everybody else are too eager to see things fail. No, I won't have it. All right, I won't. Here's the thing: I think people tune in just for your positive attitude. I like to hear that, John. We're back at Lane's apartment. The crisis. Is, it is just. It's just kind of dark and stormy in there, isn't it? Well, that, I, I guess that's the thing that makes this even you know more. I guess sad that it's Sunday afternoon. You know what I mean? Like, it's been a day and a half that he's had to kind of 
go this over in his head and kind of, you know, plot his course on how to move forward. Mm-hmm. And there's been no, you know, no shred of let's try and work this out. You know, this is this kind of shows you how. But I don't think you know that from from what. Well, she does say that he's been drinking a lot. He's been drinking a lot, and he's taking care of quote unquote errands. You know, what's that going to be? A will? You know, I mean. This think, is, see, I did. I didn't. I still didn't see this coming. Oh yeah, no. I I think uh, I think the whole breakdown in the di- I think a lot of people were nervous from the start of the show. Oh man! I, and actually, I, I, our good our good friend of the show, uh, Phil, again pointed this out. He said at the end of last podcast, I mentioned something about you know worried about Lane and Lane getting caught, and your comment was Lane's fine. He's all right. He'll be. He's 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 fine. <laughs> That is so, the death nail, folks. So, <laughs> so whatever you know, whatever whatever horse Paul hops on, just make sure to bet the other one. Please, please don't pick for the triple crown this weekend, because I think a lot of people would like to see that. Um, <laughs> but anyways, you know, they're, they're talking. She's like, you know, knock off the bottle a little bit. Why don't we have a nice dinner? You know, take and the he's, car he's, for a drive. He, he's working diligently. Um. On something we don't know, but that's what I was guessing. It's right. you know some kind of end of life stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we go we go out of here. We go to a little coffee shop, a little cafe, mm-hmm. and it's a girls' afternoon out. Indeed, it is, Jeff. And we uh, got uh, our we, friend we, Julie, the I, uh, actress who is now in Dark Shadows. Oh, is she? Did she make it? She got it. Oh man! How, At least a, back in November. Who knows? What, it could have been a short term role. What a boon. But yeah, it's definitely a girl's uh, uh, kind of uh, 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 coffee. And uh, Sally orders a coffee and they bring it to her. And this is, I think this whole scene is all about growing up, John. Yeah, they talk about boyfriends. And, uh, you know, Megan offers some, I don't know, would you say motherly advice? I, well, I would say older sisterly advice. That's exactly what it felt like. It did, it did indeed. But uh, you know they, they were because yeah, because Julie was saying you know if he doesn't like you like that it's not a boyfriend. Megan kind of gives her a little kick under the table. So I would and, guess uh, that uh, that uh, you know in in and I don't know folks because I don't have kids. But I would guess a mother would be more like you don't need a boyfriend right now you're too young. But an older sister would kind of explain it like Megan did. Am I right? I, I don't know either. Okay. Well, thanks for dropping me on that one, John. Appreciate it. Well done. Yes, indeed. Uh, we then, John, because I'm just going to skip past that scene. I think, you know, it's pretty. I, I, I think we covered it, didn't we? Wow. No? Absolutely. Growing up, relationships, boyfriends, different yeah. approaches, Megan offering sisterly advice. Well done. I think <laughs> I just rehashed it for no good reason. <laughs> uh, but we do, we do. We go, to, uh, we go to Lane. He is bolt awake, middle of the night. We see him head towards the Jaguar, and now we know his intentions. He pl- he clogs up the exhaust pipe, he puts the hose in, breaks his glasses, throws back a handle. What's, what's with the breaking Jack? of glasses? Wait, like, you know, this is, this is his final act. I think it makes it even more final in his mind. Okay. That's it. There go the specs. Yeah. You know, if he's going to do this, he's going to do it right. Sure. And all the way. Yeah. And then the Jag doesn't start. Oh. Come I mean, on, it's I brand new. It is, it is, and she got a good. Maybe that's maybe this is why she got a good price on it. Yeah, or maybe Lane just doesn't know how to operate a Jag. Could he like be missing a button or a pedal or something? 
I gotta be honest, I have not driven one of those, uh, clearly, uh, but I'm guessing he got it right. I mean, you know, he's English. He should know how to start one or not start one. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, there's a great little, I mean, so that doesn't start. He breaks out one half of his spectacles to look through the engine. He's not figuring that. I mean, it, it was this amazing comedic moment in this in this time where he's trying to kill himself. Or is this altogether more depressing that he can't like he can't even he can't even kill himself? Like, did do you think in in the scale of because this could go one of two ways, right? Yeah. This could this could get real dark with the whole I can't even kill myself for Christ's sake, or it could be like, hey, maybe this wasn't meant to be. And I think that's where I came down on it. I was like, oh, the car didn't work. He's good. You know what I mean? Like, he's like, okay, you know, like, it didn't work. Oh, yeah. Oh, and, that's, I, and that's the thing. Like, I've actually seen uh, a, a few number of these you know, mm-hmm. come through the emergency room okay. as far as people trying to kill themselves and failing. And it does. It, it goes both ways. You know, there are people that are incredibly depressed that they just failed at this. Yeah. And, I mean, they, don't, they really don't even talk. Uh, and then there's other people that are just pretty tearful and thankful it didn't happen and, you know, oh, wow. recognizing they need help and and that type of thing. So, Speaking of recognizing people that need help, John, we've got Creepy Glenn uh, uh, on the phone with Sally. I'd like, to, I'd like to mention. With the great scarf? He's got pants on. Yeah, no, I, again, I well think done. Matt listens to the show. Well done, Creepy Glenn. We're happy to have your pants on. He is talking to Sally, saying, um, you know, uh, you know, just, just, just shooting the shit, as it were. And she says, are you going to come visit me? He says, ah, it's kind of tough. I don't know. I'm going to, you know, whatever. And she's like, you've been promising. Come on. Put up or shut up, pal. <laughs> and uh, he does exactly that. He shuts up and puts up. And uh, they, uh, they arrange a visit, John. Yeah, a little, a little on the sly. You know, he's bit. sneaking out. No one knows about her plans. He makes it very apparent that it's not going to be easy. But it didn't sound easy. No, it didn't. You've got to sneak off campus. I'm not sure how to do things like that, John. But, you know, Creepy Glenn, you don't get a name like Creepy Glenn without knowing how to do some stuff. Am I right? Well, but here's the thing. I think, you know, it's been long enough. He, he may not be so creepy. Okay. Okay. Maybe he's figuring it out. Next scene is a short scene. We see uh, Lane come into the office. And uh, go into his office and uh, and start typing. And I think, I mean, I was led to believe that, you know what? The car thing didn't work out. I'm just going to go into the office and maybe write my resignation letter. And, you know, just try to figure all this out. Oh, I just I just assumed it was a suicide note. Yeah, I mean, there was, a, there was a good portion of me that was like, this is a suicide note. But, I mean, you're in the office. How are you, you know, it was kind of like, you know, how are you going to do this? So, I don't know. Oh, you know what he could have done? Tell me. I'm sorry. This just this just popped in my head. Doesn't Pete still have that gun in his office? It's a pellet gun. Good point. Uh, we then go to the waiting room at uh, at 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 the what's its place? Corning. What is it? Dow. 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 Corn. I had half of it. All right. Was it Dow Corning yet at this point? Dow Chemical. Okay. Is it ever been Dow Corning? Not that I'm aware. Man, I am striking out pretty pretty large and in charge tonight. We are in the waiting room. They make us wait an hour and a half. Uh, Don and uh, and Roger are sitting there talking about uh, 
how they're going to approach it. And uh, Roger asks if, uh, you know, he wants to run it past him. And Don says, I want it to sound natural. Either that or he hasn't practiced. You don't think he hasn't practiced? No, we know he's practiced. We saw the research he was doing. Roger does does tell him that uh, if he starts anything with the letter, to indeed punch him in the balls. That was great. I love it because one last time we bring back in the acid trip. He's like, what happened to your enlightenment? Yeah, we're off. But uh, according to according to science, the uh, acid can linger in the spinal fluid for about 18 months. So maybe we'll see him mellow here and there. Fair enough. We are back at the, uh, the Draper apartment. And uh, Creepy Glenn has just rung the doorbell. And Sally is all dressed up in her go-go boots, whatnot, done her hair. Very excited for the visit. These were the boots she was not allowed to wear out yeah. to the dinner. This is this is very true. But we're not in the full-on space outfit, so that's good. Now, this is why Glenn is still creepy. Why is that? When she opens the door, right. he, they, they make sure that you notice he gives her the full up-and-down creepy look. Oh. <laughs> I mean, he's like, okay, all right, all right. <laughs> may, may I say this, though? Love his coat. Okay. His coat in this scene? The orange liner? Crazy awesome. And I would like Matt to send me one. Or maybe that I think I could fit in that. Uh yeah, I mean, your whole body. I'm we a could small, ju- we could, I'm we a could small, zip you up. I'm a small Paul Giamatti type body size. I could that's easily not, That's easily not wear small. That. E- you're, well, you're confusing your sizes. I but, uh, you know, he, he looks at her and says, you know, it's not exactly just full-on compliments here. He's like, ah, you don't, you don't really look any different. And uh, she asks about the place. He's like, ah, I got a friend that's got a second floor. Like, <laughs> okay. Now, is it just me? Or I totally know people like this. Of course. We oh all know people God. like it's, this. It's, it's, it's endlessly irritating. You know, I know more people like this than you do. Oh, is that right? Yeah. You don't know that. Let's name them on air right now. <laughs> Number one. No, okay. Uh... I'll accept that as being possible. Glenn wants to go to the museum, John. Now, which he says is across. What are we talking about here? Can you so help us we're out? We're talking what about museum? the Natural History Museum, everyone. Okay. Which would be across the park. And I believe uh, there are still plenty of bums over there. So if you are going from one side or the other, please take a taxi. Oh, so this is where they filmed a night at the museum? Uh, well, I think it was supposed to be in this, yes, in this, in this place. Uh, what a great movie. They said, oh, really? No. No. Okay. Uh, they're looking at the dioramas. One of my favorite things uh, is uh, Sally says, how do they get all these animals? And uh, Glenn says that uh, FDR shot them all. <laughs> on, FDR? Is that what I wrong? Yes, you're wrong. Oh, God. The wrong Roosevelt. How about the Roosevelt with legs? RDR? Teddy? TDR? <laughs> There's no D. Oh, my God. Everyone is now dumber. GGG. <laughs> I don't know, man. Ah, you Teddy know. Roosevelt, thank you for. Uh, I hope just no one's listening. Gr- I really hope no one's one. listening. But no, they, they, they walk around, God. they're talking a little bit. Uh, you know, uh, all of a sudden Sally's like, hey, you know, um, I'm not feeling so well. Glad, you know, she takes it, she's trying to see if it'll go away. Glenn admits that. Uh, he told the boys that he was coming into town to do it with her because uh, they don't know how yes. old she is. Uh, I, you know, I guess the first thing that jumps to mind is who would say that? Glenn, creepy Glenn would right? say that. Okay, so maybe he's getting back on that creepy horse again. Um, again, 
I feel as if I have known Glenn's throughout my life and can imagine at least seven to 12 guys that would say exactly these lines still today. <laughs> wow. That's Sorry. A, that's, a, that's a failure in natural selection. There's a lot of stupid of us out there. <laughs> Yeah, but um, you know, until he goes, I, you know, I don't, I don't like you that way. Glenn says, yeah, yeah, I don't like you that way either. More yeah, of a yeah, sister, yeah, 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 more of a sister type. Sure. And uh, and then she just flatly gives him gives him the business for the mustache. What the? Come on, I thought it was okay. It like a, I mean, it was almost like painted on. But that's it's fine. a, it's that creepy, it's that creepy super soft hair that you get before you know you start actually growing facial hair. Right, right. Uh, you're gonna want to, sh- yeah, kids, because I know we have a lot of kids listening to the show. You're gonna want to go ahead and shave that off immediately. And the thing is, is you don't have to shave every Sunday because that's not gonna come back for at least three months. Uh, but yeah, it's gross, and I think you know uh, Sally did the right thing telling him. Yeah, yeah, Lady, absolutely. L- ladies hate facial hair, John. That's across the board thing. Oh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> uh, but but now you know. After that great little interaction, Sally is off and running. Uh, stomach not feeling so good. Hits the bathroom. What do we see? Uh oh. <laughs> uh, no, keep going, John. Uh oh. Well, here's the thing. I don't know if she was expecting a special surprise from Mother Nature, and that's what she gets. Uh, the the woman the, <laughs> the, the wow. womanly the womanly time Ooh. is upon her, and uh, oh, she man. is um, you know she's understandably so. I have to say this uh, this this scene went probably a lot better than the uh, scene from Carrie. So she's got that going for her. <laughs> what? And uh, it's it, and that's it. So oh, okay, <laughs> time time to go back to Dow Corning. There's no hey, there's no reason to pick on me. All right? I, you know what? I'm going to stand by my FDR comment. <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, anyway, uh, Don goes into this meeting like a saber-toothed tiger, as it were, just, just to tie in the Natural History Museum, uh, and, uh, and, 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 and sells to these guys, sells to Dow, very similar to the way that I sold to uh, Peerless Boilers this afternoon. Uh, Don and Roger work together as a superstar team. Do they not? This went great. You this know, is I, like, I've yeah. been listening to a lot of baseball on the radio, John. And this is like <laughs> the guy doing the play-by-play and the color man. And Roger is the perfect color man. Am I right? Well, it seems like they're both color men in this one. Actually, no, you got that. Roger is the play-by-play guy. Oh, no, I disagree. All right. Don's but doing it, most of the talking. But, right, right. You're right. Don's doing most of the talking. Roger's just filling in the gaps here exactly. and there. Exactly. Adding a little color. Yep, boom, boom, I agree. Boom, pow. Okay. You got that right. Thank and, you. you know, so he, but, <laughs> but it's great that he's there, you know, because he points out, look, I didn't say this was urgent. I said this was imminent. Well done, Roger, and your knowledge of the English language. Well done. And, um, you know, they somebody brings up the letter, and Don's like, uh, we're not going to talk about that. No, yeah, I, everything was like handled perfectly. Any shot that uh, that Captain Dow threw at yeah. Don, he just yeah. he gra- he grabbed it out of the air like a hockey puck and just threw it back down on the ice. Am I right? Yeah, stepped on it. There you go. There you go. Got it but, right under the blade. Pow! Take a you know, shot. And he says, he's like, "Look, you, you, uh, I've been, I've been studying you. You guys are in desperate need of change." 
And he says, what, you're the guy that can do it for us? Yes, yes I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> Who responds like that? That's perfect. And he had everything. He's, you know, they're like, look, we got 50%. It's like, well, you got to be 50%. You know, I wipe my butt with 50%. That's pretty much what he said. <laughs> and, and um, you know. You couldn't say, John, I wipe my ass with 50%. You couldn't, you couldn't go the extra mile, Ken Cosgrove. Come on, man. How much more funny was it with butt? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, you know, they're, they're really, they're, they're coming at him from all angles. They ask him about napalm, and he, he nails oh, that. Oh, my God, did he kill that. That was perfect. Uh, you know, when we need it, when America needs it, Dow makes it. When our boys need it. That's right. That's right. Dow makes it, and it works. Not only does Dow make it, it works. You know, he, Man. You know, and he points out, he's like, look, we had, we had a company that had 81% of the market. They still wanted us to work hard, you know? Yeah. Because uh, they didn't, they wanted more. And I don't, this, um, you know, this, again, kind of echoing back, way back to the beginning, um, you know, the, the and, and even the, the poster that you got me, I, I had to think about, you know, Don saying, you know, what is advertising? Happiness. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. you know, he's kind of going a little bit the other way here. He's like, you know, happiness is nothing more than a moment before you need more happiness. Right, but this is, but this is, this is, so this is different though. Because what he was saying about happiness is you're selling happiness to a consumer. This is about um, providing the happiness to stockholders and business owners. That's a different kind of happiness. Oh, completely. Completely. Now, I had the impression that at the end of the meeting, that uh, Mr. Dow, yeah, uh, Ed, if it were, he was, he was wowed. I thought he was taken aback. I thought he was impressed. Yeah. Is that what you guys... I've, I've heard different things, that, that the Baxter man uh, perhaps wasn't, perhaps was just uh, taking this meeting with no thought of doing anything, you know, with no response. He took, he took the meeting with that thought, right? And they knew that. So they had to come in and kind of... Uh, guns a-blazing. Guns blazing. Uh, give him a reason to believe, John. And I think... He didn't necessarily have to sell him as hard as he needed to sell the room, right? Because that guy already has a stigma against Don, right? Right. But if I can, if I can be powerful enough to change the room around him and yeah. maybe just knock him off his seat a little bit, right? I got a chance. And I think that's what he did there. Yeah, I, I don't think when they left the room that, uh, that uh, Dr. Dow there was like, let's hire him. But I think the rest of the guys were... The rest of the guys were like, "Whoa, that's, yeah. that, those were some solid points." Yeah, and I, and and you know, Roger loved it. Oh my god! He offers to buy him a drink once he wipes the blood off the mouth. Oh, that was amazing! It was just ridiculously amazing. That was that was one of the best. That was so much better than Jaguar, though, in my mind. Well, but it wasn't a lo- he wasn't pitching anything. What are you talking about? What he he wasn't pitching a slogan. He wasn't pitching a product. He was pitching his business. He was, he, yeah, he was pitching Sterling, Sterling Cooper Draper Price. Well, Sterling Cooper Price. No, Sterling Cooper Draper. Joan. Keep, yeah, keep working on that. Sterling Cooper Draper. But Harris. you know what I mean? He wasn't, he's not pitching something you're going to see in the magazine. Like they were doing with Jaguar. That's no, all I'm you know, it's a different kind of pitch. So let's right, just, absolutely. Let's, let's meet in the middle there. All right. Pal. Yeah. Come on. Good. My fingers are tired. Too much hair splitting. Uh, <laughs> we got. Uh, <laughs> We see we see Megan walk in. Megan uh, sees the gym bag. Yeah, 
Uh, who is this belong to? Mm-hmm. Yes, and, and finds out Sally is nowhere to be found. Mm-mm. And then we see little Sally uh, really just doing a, a solid sprint around the corner. Oh, yeah. Down the stretch, into the bathroom. Apparently took the cab. How many cabbies are going to pick up a single 12-year-old? I don't know. Probably all of them. <laughs> uh, John, my favorite, my favorite part of this scene... Yeah. If you can have a favorite part, is Henry Francis's sweater. Listen, folks that work at Mad Men. Now you're going to get on him and not on, uh, no. not on Betty for her sweater earlier? If you could get me the sweater that Henry is wearing in this scene, much obliged. I would love it. It is awesome. What are you talking? You would not wear that? I would wear it right. It's warm in here and I would be wearing it. Are those love monkeys? It. I think those are like reindeer. I think those are elk. Those are elk. Those are definitely elk. Oh, or yeah, that's like a caribou. Maybe you're probably right. You're probably wow. you're, you're a doctor. You still wouldn't wear it. I would wear it. I would wear it every day until it was threadbare. <laughs> John, uh, but we, no. We, so here's the thing, though. My favorite part of this okay. was was when Sally runs and locks the door. Henry walks in, and says, "You know, she just took a cab. Uh, I don't know what's going on." Betty just looks at him and. And like completely nonchalantly goes, I got it. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I can I can handle my child's drama Here's anytime. I'm, uh, as you know, Henry, I've been voted Mother of the Year every year since I've had children. Yeah, check out the wall. There are the you've, awards. I mean, you've seen it, right, man? I mean, really, I just, I just and I know I I hit, I hit the the Twitter on that. It just I couldn't stop laughing. I got it. I got this. Yeah. The, from, from the woman that, that you know locked it, locked her in the closet. Sure, sure. And told her that baby Jean had mystical fairy powers. <laughs> My God. My God. Uh, oh, and also she tried to uh, use Sally to uh, deconstruct and d- destroy Don's relationship. But other than that, she's again, the best. It, like, again, you know, people are really coming down on uh, on Betty's side. So we're, we're getting too picky. We have I, to cut her a no. break. Mm-mm. No, I don't. Here, here again, John. Let me mention my show. But here's so so she comes in. Sally says, "Well, you know, I got my period." Oh, and uh, and then and then goes in for the big hug. And yeah. there's this great face by January Jones. Like I don't know what I'm doing. It must have been what you know that that's what she perfected at acting school. I <laughs> don't know what I'm doing. Face. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. that's that's not nice. She's she's a fine actress. We love her here at the recap. January, give us a call. She is a listener. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. That's um, but but anyways, she gives she gives a great I don't know what to do face and then a little smile like wow you know I'm actually getting attention. See I no I just I I I'm gonna I'm gonna take that from another angle. With All me, right, if I may. Yeah, I think the hug was unexpected because she's a teenage girl who has been very uh, very uh, not so nice. Her, I mean, you know, her, her and mom have been fighting a lot. Her, her and Betty have been fighting a whole lot. So I think that was what was so surprising about the hug. And then I think the smile was like, you know what? She doesn't hate me. You know what oh, I mean? All right. That's all. Um, I don't know. if was, was that a different take? Yeah, uh, yeah. I think you were saying that she, you know, it, it's more that she doesn't hate me as opposed to, you know, I'm just getting any kind of attention from anybody. John? Yep. Here's when things get weird. Ah, just sad. The uh the the new, I don't know, head 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 
girl. Yeah, okay. Says that she's got Wayne's books and whatnot, and she'd like to give it to him, but uh, his office is locked, and uh, she can't get in. Right, because he hasn't come in yet. So Joan says, just leave him here. It's fine. I'll take care of it. And uh, and that's kind of the that's kind of the lead-in of Oogie. Right. Um, we, we flash back to uh, the, uh, the Draper apartment household, and uh, who comes a knock, knock, knocking at the door, but... Uh, but Creepy Glenn, Creepy Glenn's a little upset. So is Megan. Megan is convinced that, you know, something horrible has happened to Sally because there's this gym bag. She doesn't know who it is. Uh, Glenn comes in and says, listen, I looked for her. I'm worried, you know, pre- pretty much is like I'm worried about her too. But at this point, I really need my bag back. Just to deviate for a moment, what did you think? Because I'm going to guess this is what uh, Megan wore to her audition. What do you think of the I Megan looks, outfit? She looks great. All right. Mega great, you. Me- wow, mega, very nice. Yeah, yeah I don't. I mean, uh, I don't know. Creepy. Wait, you, you, you're creepy, Glenn. Good God, yeah. It looks like some kind of viewfinder there at the uh, the top of the front. Oh, all right, yeah. But anyways, yeah. so yeah, you know, here's the thing. I uh, I was a little surprised that the the Inquisition didn't go a little farther. I mean, I know Glenn was starting to spaz, but still, I mean, you're a random dude that apparently was hanging out with Sally on a school day. Like to be to be fair, yes, a random dude, but a random dude near her age. He says that she he's a friend of Sally. How is she supposed to know? How is Megan supposed to know whether they're like old buddies, old family buddies? Well, Sally just confessed to having a boyfriend. Right. So I don't know. Well, here's the thing. I think I think we glossed over something that may be kind of important. All right. Maybe it's not important at all. But Glenn, in, in the scene before when they were at the museum, Glenn is having a hard time at school, John. Oh, that's right. Yeah, getting the, uh, picked on. He's getting picked on by a senior. Getting peed on. Who's a real jerk. His stuff is get, his locker's getting peed in by, like, the entire team. Yeah. Uh, I mean, listen, he's probably not a popular kid. He's kind of a weirdo. Well, come on. Welcome, welcome to high school. Okay. Did your locker get peed in by an entire team, though, John? Well, we can move on. Oh, whoa, okay. Fair enough. Uh, and then, you know what, John? Here's the thing. F those guys. <laughs> you grew up to run the entire city of Columbus. <laughs> oh. Well, the good thing is, though, John, in this scene, we get a phone call. And, yes, it's Betty. I can't believe she called um, to say, listen, uh, Sally showed up here in case you guys give a shit. Well, here's the, I don't think she, I mean, I think she called. Not to help them. Right. You know, she called to, to rub this in. Exactly. Oh, she, totally. I guess she, she knew just Don needs wasn't her mom. At, she knew Don wasn't at home. You know, she could have called the office. Oh, that's true. That's true. But she calls where she thinks Megan is going to be. Is like, uh, you know, she's home and I think she just needed her real mom. Well, and I mean, Megan is totally not like, you know, hurt or offended by that. She's like, well, yeah, probably. Uh, she's not trying to fill in as a mom, which we which we've already actually talked about accidentally. Uh, but of course, I mean, you can see how uh, Betty would kind of feel a, a kind of competition because I mean, certainly Sally acts as if she uh, likes Megan quite a bit more at this point. Of course, how could you not? Well, you know that, and the fact that her ex husband now lives with her, and and that whole scene from before where she oh, saw yeah. 
Megan and, getting changed and and probably in the morning Sally can get her hands on a pop tart and I'll tell you that I'll tell you what not at the Francis household that's a fist fight oh my God you got to get up pretty early in the morning John <laughs> sadly pop tarts weren't invented for another twelve years oh okay you know what you just you just want to be a killjoy and everything Jane Joan. Joan uh, finally tries to get into uh, Lane's office. She has to go get a key, and she tries to, she tries to kind of push in the door, but uh, it looks as if maybe there's a table in front of it, or she, for some reason, is stuck and can't get in. And uh, there's a certain smell, John. Oh, my. This oh, is foul. Oh, the smell of death, as it were. Oh, worse than that. Oh, well, I think that's coupled. Right. Probably. Bad smell. Yes, uh, she then she she definitely uh, kind of uh, assumes what is happening here, and it is uh, it I would altogether frightening. I I can only imagine. She goes into Pete's office's office and says, um, "I think we have an emergency or we have a serious problem in uh, in Lane's office." And be it that there are those uh, kind of uh, light passing windows at the top of everyone's uh, office. Yep. Um, Pete jumps up on the couch, an awesome couch, by the way. Jumps up on the couch, looks through the window, and certainly sees a sight that you don't want to come across, John. No, I, and we unfortunately get to see the sight shortly. Yeah. Uh, but we, but he confirms it. He's he ha, he's dead. Lane's dead. Joan breaks down. Ken tries to console her. Everybody's in a bit of shock. As oh my god, I, yes. How how would you not be? Oh God, I can't even imagine. I don't. Oh. Um, we're back at the, uh, at the Francis household where, uh, Betty and Sally are continuing to kind of have a mother daughter moment. Yeah. A little bond where, you know, she consoles her, says, you know, seek help if you need it. And mother, uh, this means that you're healthy and everything is working. Yeah. Yeah, let's be clear, Betty's not a doctor, so that's not always the case. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but uh, maybe you'll, you'll, wow. have a, you'll have a daughter someday of your own. Um, I, but uh, not to, I, I, I like how you can take a shot at, at Betty, even in her best scene. Well, no, that's the thing. I don't think it's her best scene. Because, like, if you go to where the scene ends and they're lying down together and she's got her yeah. arm around her. Yeah. She still has this like this look of unhappy. Like this is not I don't want this. You know, I mean she's got her eyes wide open with a a unsmiling stare straight ahead. Uh, no, I think that's just January Jones's face. Wow. I what? No, I honestly I think that's it. I think that's the only face she knows how to make. Okay. I mean, she's always unhappy. But I think she did I mean, I think Betty Yes. Does does I mean f- for once, the seemingly uh, we, well, or we get to see her do a a a good motherly thing. No, and I for, agree. And I... for that, I applaud her because you know normally you would just expect uh, expect her to be like, yeah, um, this is gonna happen until you're about you know in your in what, your fifties, late forties. I don't know. Sure. And until then, uh, don't get pregnant. Keep your legs crossed. Peace out. I'm going to hit the slopes. <laughs> I need a smoke. I need a smoke. That is what you expect from her, but we get something, we get something much kinder. No, gentler. no, she, I, I think she does the kind act. It just struck me as, you know, unfulfilling. 
to her, even though she did what you know you'd want to do. She did it the right way. She did a good job. I don't think she was. I don't Listeners, think she... please weigh in on this. Uh, is John right, or is January Jones's face just like that? Wow, that those are your options. Those are your options. Well, t- I, if I cared enough to put a poll on the site, that would be it. <laughs> we uh, we find ourselves, John, then uh, uh, coming back from Dow to an, an incredibly empty and silent office, and uh, Cooper. Pete Campbell and Joan are um, at that creative table um, with the sullenness of all sullen faces. Uh, and they have to break it to to Don and Roger that uh, Lane has hung himself in his office. And I can only imagine how Don must feel. I, I can't even imagine. I, I, it is, I mean, it is, it is the worst... It is, it is the worst of, of the worst. For the second time. For the He's, second time. Wait. Oh, right. John, you're the best at this. Because as we know, uh, Don's only brother also killed himself after an interaction with Don. That did not end which, favorably. In which he would not, in which Don would not give. You That's right. I mean? Like yes. he, held, he held fast to his decision. Um, and even with sincere pleading, tearful, sincere pleading, he would not give. And I wonder if we'll see, if we'll see him now, uh, you know, uh, later on, make a, a mistake based on these, um, on these uh, kind of situations he's had to live through. You mean a mistake in judgment? Yeah. For, you know, for fear of driving someone else to suicide? Yeah. I mean, how many people have you driven to suicide, John? None, none. That you know of. That's right. Yeah. Because I never heard from them again. Okay, fair enough. Are you not going to ask me? Oh, no. No, I'm not going to ask you. Good. It's a large number. Oh, boy, that's... It is large. You're taking it the wrong way. I'm not proud of it, John. I'm not proud of it. Well, And so, you know, Joan starts crying. Roger instantly tries to... Now, did you take this as console? Or did you take this as Roger just being... Uh, once again, self-fulfilling, trying to get Joan home. No, I think, no, no. I think he wanted to get her out of there. I mean, there's just no place for anybody, let alone a lady. So you didn't think there were any ulterior stuff there? No, I don't think so. I think he was just being gentlemanly. I mean, I don't think he wants to be there either. (laughs) Probably. You know what I mean? Like, I I would want to get the the truck out of there. So, yeah. And we find out from Pete that they're waiting for the coroner to cut him down. That he has been continually hung up since apparently the day began and we, and we know since last night so uh, that really blows Don's mind he's like you can't do that you can't do that you can't you can't let him just hang there and yeah. they, they tell him not to go in but Don's like we can't do this and they go in and uh, I don't know if you saw that the the, the the this whole scene this whole character uh, warranted a write-up in USA Today yesterday oh and, really yeah and uh, what they were saying in, in the Lane interview was that he, in order to get... So they all they barge into the office. Don pushes through the door. Yeah. And, and we see Lane. We see Lane hanging. Yeah. And what they said about this scene was that uh, Lane had over two hours in the makeup chair to attain that, that look of death. Mm-hmm. And that they brought him on set undercover. 
so that the actors were reacting to this makeup job truly. Oh, right. You know, they had not seen him in the death phase. Oh, wow. And they were interviewing the actor, Richard Harris, and he said uh, that he was super tempted to pull out a, uh, a Monty Python and start singing when they walked in the room. But that he, he you know, he thought better of it. He's like, yeah, well, let's let's just make this a real thing. Yeah. Um, and uh, and did uh, maybe the best acting on the series where he just hung there. Uh, Don, I think it just feels extremely, I mean, obviously an extreme amount of guilt. Um, and, uh, you know, immediately, I mean, listen, no one wanted to put, wants to put their shoulder into a dead guy. And hold hold him up as you know uh, Pete Campbell cuts him down, but uh, there was certainly no stopping him. No, and I mean, and you got to think what he's standing in to do that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So that's not nice. No, no, it's it's uh, no, it's bad. And the, you know, the other thing to think about, uh, I guess, from a sad situation is, you know, Lane went from if you're going to kill yourself, the best way, which is just going to sleep, mm-hmm. to the worst way. Where, I mean, you you know, this doesn't break your neck and kill you. You have That's to true. you have to let this strangle you. You have to feel the air go out of you. You know, it's this has got to be one of the worst ways to go. Wow. wow. And they uh, you know they they show they cut him down. He lays him on the couch. Don just kind of stares at him. Uh, Roger finds the note. Um. And they they go out. You know, it's a it's a shocking scene. It's um. It's still tough. I mean, well it is, shot. It's it's tough, and then they find the note, and you think there might be something in it, but it's literally just uh, the resignation, and it's boilerplate resignation. So, plain price. Which I did, did you? I was not aware of that term. I had to look that yes, one. Yes, I actually I, I have been aware of this term when I when I uh, when I left my last job. I asked my friend uh, who was a copywriter to write. You know whatever the letter is I needed to send to HR. And she just wrote me probably exactly what was on that note. Just like a very boilerplate, you know, Paul Deal is resigning from X company. Right, but that... Effective. That, I'm saying that term. I didn't... Yeah, I didn't, no, no, no. I didn't know yeah, yeah that. no, that, that term. That's where that's actually where I heard it. Okay. Yeah. But it uh, was... Yeah, it's just a very generic, you know, no insight, just a standard phraseology. Yeah. It's uh, I think that makes it all together even, even worse. Because there's no kind of, I don't know, you almost hope for some kind of reasoning or sentiment or something right. behind why you would need to do something like that, especially doing it at the office like that. It's such a... It was just it's, a very, it's a very vindictive move yeah, on exactly. his part. For not, you know, the, for not reimbursing him the way he felt he needed to be and not respecting him yeah. uh, you know, the way he, he thought it should be and... Um, and here's the thing. Yep. Here's what hurts. Yep. Is that we really grew to like Lane this season. I mean, he absolutely. Punched... We he came across as a little bit of a creeper to start. Yeah. And uh, he's he's made. Well, I think anybody's gonna like a guy that gives Pete Campbell the what for. Oh, I mean, right let's in the be face. honest. Yeah. The British knuckles right in the face. That's what I was talking about. That was great. And uh, and that did endear him to many. But yeah. uh, you know he, he's definitely had his uh, his sour moments. Yeah, but I miss him. I miss him already, John. Yeah, I'm sad. Although to be you know to to be completely honest, he he really didn't seem to have much function. You know, I mean, I know he, I know he was technically the CFO, but we never saw him 
doing much, although what do they do? Um, yeah, I don't think that's going to be exciting uh, TV drama. Exactly. Showing the, the, the Punch CFA. in the calculator. Yeah. Yeah. Not not as exciting as one might think. So, um, but so we yeah, get it's we a, get back to the Draper household, and uh, lo and behold, we still got uh, creepy Glenn there. And uh, Glenn introduces himself to Don again, explains who he is, says, "No, no, no, you we've met. I used to, my mom, Bishop." Remember the thing down the street? Now I go to... What school does he go to? Hotchkiss. He goes... That's a weird name. He goes to Hotchkiss. Don, I think, in just a state of complete... I don't know what to do with myself. Um, it's like, I'll, I'll drive you back. Uh, because uh, Glenn feels that things are a little strange. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to... I'd rather just go wait in Grand Central. Right. Uh, which I'm guessing at this time, it might not have been the safest place. Is it now? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I, actually, I'm, I'm recording this from Grand Central. <laughs> In the boilerplate studio? The bo- Not the boilerplate, John. Oh, I'm Peerless sorry. Bo- Peerless Boilers. Yeah, there goes that sponsor. There um, you go. Thanks, John. But uh, yeah, Don, Don, you're right. He, he's, uh, he, he's completely lost. He says, look, I'm, I'll, just, I'll take you home. Decides yeah. to go for a nice four-hour ride. And, yes, uh, indeed. You know, he gets, they get in the thing. and um, I believe it's an elevator. Well, thank you. Actually, I was struggling on that one. But, uh, you know, Glenn is saying kind of, I think, what the whole audience is feeling at this moment. You know, why, 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 is, why are things turning out crappy? Why is everything turning out yeah. crummy? And, you know, Don's thinking to himself, you know, what's, what's, you know, what's with this kid? Why would he be thinking this? Don, you know, I think, obviously, uh, the kid is focusing more on, you know, his difficulties at school and the fact that his visit today really didn't go well at all. Yeah. Uh, whereas Don, of course, is focusing on his dead partner. Well, I think uh, Don is also thinking, like, you know, that's the kind of attitude that leads, like, you know, you that's that's a that's a that's a depression attitude, and that leads to, I mean, that that's the kind of attitude that Lane probably had. Everything sucks all the time. Right. You know, and uh, I think that's that's why he has the reaction he does. But John, I am going to bring up this point. Yep. If you stop at minute 46 and four seconds, you can't tell me that that elevator doesn't just smell of greasy uh, high school kid. Why are you saying that? The kid just looks like he's sweating all the time. And that greasy mustache, honestly, it's just that has got to smell like like the bottom of a gym shoe that's been left in the rain under under a car tire. All right, first of all, we know that your sense of smell is stronger than most. No, I have a All horrible right. sense of smell. Secondly, there's nothing greasy about that mustache. Like you said, it's it's nearly hair. It's not even hair. It's near hair. Still, well, it's greasy nearly hair. I'll tell you that right now, John. Yeah. Thirdly, he's got on, you know, a you know precursor to the North Face parka. How would he not be hot in an elevator? I think you're really coming down hard on the poor kid. I gotta say, John. Yep. Fair enough on that one. All right. Don asks Creepy Glenn. If you could do one thing, if you could do anything right now, what would you want to do? I think in just this like kind of desperation for something good, right? Right. And uh, apparently Creepy Glenn wants to drive a Cadillac. Or just drive. Yeah, but a Cadillac's not a bad place to start. No. Uh, although it's got to be tricky driving that boat through Manhattan. But uh, we see Don and Creepy Glenn driving back to school. And, uh, and uh, having Glenn behind the wheel, John. Yeah, and, you know, Glenn's got a little a creep of a smile. 
across his face. Uh-huh. Which is what, uh, you know, what Don, I think, was shooting for. Yeah. A little something good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we see, again, John Hamm listed uh, number one as a producer. Uh, yeah. Well, again, I think we've, we've covered that before. Like, I'm this, sorry. This just, uh... I, I still don't get it. I know, and people have written in to tell me, John. Anyway, that's the end of the episode, folks. Yay. Thank you, John, for giving me the feedback I desire. Oh, my uh, pleasure. Crazy. That was To me, that was a crazy episode. I So, like I said, I was watching it on the train on the way in, and this was before I got to the point where Lane dies. And uh, I'll tell you what, I, 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 was, I was already depressed. I mean, it was just depressing. And then they find Lane dead and show him hung in his office. My God. Things are sad. Yeah. Some, you know, John, so I need these some are, happy news. These are, uh, you know, this is two, two huge weeks in a row, you know, yeah. where we have, uh, you know, first, Peggers, out. Oh, Pegasus. And now Lane, permanently, out. Oh, man. You know, so these these are giant changes, and this it almost feels like we are steamrolling to the it end. It does. It does. You know, I can't imagine what, uh, you know, what is going to wait for us in just one week's time. Can you? Oh, I know. I mean, it feels no. like it feels like if we've had these two, you know, these two giant moments. Now, there's got to be just something utterly huge. Ugh, I'm exhausted. I'm just exhausted by the whole thing, John. All right. Listen, we're already at an hour and a half. Um, let's just, uh, let's be honest with the folks. Folks, we got so much mail this week. This was easily a record for the recap. It was a record for the recap. And, John, I'd like to point some things out. Yeah. I got a little down last week because we had, we had received some, some tough comments and email about uh oh and and some tough itunes responses mainly focused at me for being a certain way and i was feeling a little down but over the past few days folks uh i i I really want to thank everybody that's uh written into the show uh being very complimentary and uh you know that really does help for all the jackass douchebags that feel the need to write a free show something mean there are far, far, far more decent, wonderful people out there that really appreciate uh, uh, John and I uh, giving our time to do this for free for you. And, uh, and for that, I thank you. And I know I didn't mention tonight, uh, but Kate, if you hadn't noticed, has not joined <laughs> us. Uh, she, uh, she, 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 is re- she really wanted to be here. She's raring to go to be on another episode, but unfortunately, she had a scheduling conflict because... She doesn't often think about Tuesday nights being show night. Um, she just thinks she just thinks, "Hey, it's a Tuesday night." So unfortunately, she had scheduled something else for tonight. But she promises with two P's to be here um, next week for the for the final show. Uh, so you you will hear her lovely, lovely voice, John. Well, and so what I I know we discussed this before, but what I think we're gonna do again, folks, we. Um, I personally, and I know Paul does too, we, we, we love every piece of comment, of participation, because even though we're taking our time to do this, that means you're taking your time to uh, participate. And up to this point, we have gotten at least part of, I think, every email that has been written to the show. Now, I counted them up. Uh, we were just over 40, 40 emails wow. In, wow. The we- in the week. 
in one and week. And that doesn't that doesn't count the comments on the website or the Twitter or the Twitter or the iTunes or the iTunes or the Facebook. Ugh. And that you know again the participation has been massive. It's been wonderful. So uh, kind of taking a page out of one of my uh, favorite sports writers. Uh, what I thought we would do is just a mailbag episode. So I, I have teed up just a couple that we can uh, chat about right now. Okay. But um, I am going to go ahead and organize all of these from this week, from next week, uh, and from the, you know, the following week, so over the next two weeks. Okay. And during the off-season, we're going to have ourselves one or two mailbag shows. Well, where I think we should, we'll I... review the, the, the responses you've given us. Paul will react Oh, yeah. <laughs> and we will discuss. <laughs> and here's the thing, folks. Uh, a lot of you, I've noticed, really write in, like, epic emails. They're great. Like, points listed, ideas. Uh, you know, you don't just review the show. You have whole concepts behind why, behind why things are happening. So we, 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 we want to be sure to give uh, enough time. Uh, for all for all the work you put in as well, and so I think John's idea of doing a dedicated mailbag show is is a great one. So let's read a couple right now. I'll go ahead and bust open the mailbag. All right, and, uh, uh, and let's hear a couple. Sure. Uh, Carrie writes in. Hello. Uh, a month ago, I got my hands on the first season of Mad Men. My husband and I are starting watching. We're hooked instantly, but I wanted more. Everyone has either never watched or wanted to spoil it for us. So I eagerly uh, found. Old podcast was delighted to find yours. Love the witty banter and repartee. Oh, okay. Listen to the podcast after watching the episodes. Just finished season one and had a moment of anxiety when it seemed that the second season wasn't going to be discussed. But now you're reading this and I have just begun the second season. So this seems strange, kind of like I'm sending a message into the future. Into oh, the future. some time travel. Into the year 2000, John? <laughs> the year 2000. Um, <laughs> The show really works for me because I love how Don always comes out on top. He's a man's man, and I dig it. Maybe that will change, but I really hope not. Podcasts are amazing. Keep my days exciting as well as enhancing my enjoyment of the show. I will gladly email again, but as I mentioned, it will seem a bit yesterday's news. Not at all, Carrie. Thank you so much. Oh, for my God. That, by the time she hears this, yep. if I'm doing my math correctly, right. we're both going to be like 65. That's okay. That's amazing. Because well, she'll still uh, be enjoying well, thank you for listening in the past. Our next what? Our next uh, listener. Oh, John. Yeah. I just I just want to I just wanted to remind folks quickly. We really love when you put where you're from on your emails. A lot of people have been doing it. Yep. But I just wanted to give another shout out. Please do that because I absolutely love it. Well, and here you go. So this next one, Astrid writes in, and Astrid is from France. Oh no! Are you serious? I'm serious. Astrid the, from France the balls writes on in. This guy. <laughs> says, Hi, I'm Astrid from France. <laughs> <laughs> I have been following Mad Men for three weeks. I have bought what? season I've bought season one on TV, and now I buy the DVDs to watch them in English without subtitles if I'm not too tired. Okay. At the same time, I discovered Mad Men recap. And it's really pleasant for me to listen <laughs> to the recap <laughs> in English. <laughs> Clearly, he hasn't made it. <laughs> Clearly, he hasn't made it to the all-too-critical Paul-hates-the-French part of the show. So, this is this is really just a short-term listener. Uh, <laughs> but he, he loves it because it's easier to listen and understand, understand us than the characters. How could that be possible? I don't know. All right. okay. I can say that I'm... Uh, I'm a little addicted, but it's a good addiction, not too yeah. dangerous. 
I, re- I really love the end of season two, uh, the, the last minute with Don and Betty and Peggy and Pete. Now I follow the season three. Thanks so much. Thank you, Astrid. I, I, I don't know that you're going to make it much farther into the recap, but uh, if you do make it to the show, uh, we hope you had a good time. Astrid, and, just, just, just for consistency, I'm going to ask, have to ask you to stop listening. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but don't. I'm joking. Please don't. Oh, you're certainly lovely. Thank you for writing in. All right. Uh, we, we'll do uh, just two more. Is that right? okay. We got time? Yeah, yeah. All I right, we got we got yeah, two more. Okay. Uh, Jane from New Jersey writes in, "Thanks, guys, for yet another amazing podcast. I was searching for the for a real Jag XKE advertisement, and came up with this video. Now I don't know if you watched it. We put it on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. It's it's hysterical. I uh, did not watch. Well, those, I think sorry. I think it's hysterical from where I'm watching it from. I'm sure it was big time in oh, yeah. the late '60s. Again, my way of saying thanks to you both yet once again for all the time and effort you put in podcasts." Having been there at the time, I can tell you this video better represents what the popular culture looked like in 66-67 pre-psychedelic era than what you see on Mad Men. The show only hints at the intense, immense importance that music and fashion was having on the time. It was an incredible era to be young. Things were moving at breakneck speed, and the music just kept coming and coming. If here's, if things were moving at breakneck speed in 66 and 67, I mean, what what is the speed we're at now? Have we gone we to are, plaid? We, I knew that's where you were going. <laughs> yes, John. We've gone past hyperdrive into plaid. Into plaid. Uh, getting better and more diverse all the time. Music defined the era as wireless cyberspace does today. The divide between the youth and the adult culture a la Mad Men was like politics today, getting wider and more toxic by the minute. It was a fantastic time to be young in the mid to late 60s, uh, except that we are so old now. Uh, and, and again, the videos on the, po- on the uh, Facebook, worth checking out. A lot of fun. And one last one. Craig, who signed it, your man in Japan. He is, though. He really is. Our man in Japan. Uh, Writes it, thanks for your continuing hilarity insight. Ignore the haters. Those that can't do, do. And those that can't (laughs) criticize. I read that wrong. Those that can do, do. And those that can't criticize. This is very true. They ain't worth your time. Paul, thanks for your comment about my previous email. Uh, expressing my doubts about Megan. Remember, he wrote in saying that you know she got some kind of psycho, uh, mm-hmm. crazy background. I admit I did exaggerate a bit too much, suggesting foul play and the like. I was in a weird state of uh, vision while chanting Hare Krishna. So at least he recognized his own flaws. Fair enough. But we are in complete agreement about several points. The XKE, early 60s car design in general. They just oh. don't make them like that anymore. Sex mm-hmm. on wheels. Okay. Also, acting... Acting is prostitution. Sorry, John. The whole scene was literally the casting couch scene. Thank you. You have heard, and and this is only one. I'll have to be honest, Paul. Many, many people had your back on this uh, part. Thank you. You have Not heard. Not only am I big in Japan, John. Right. But all over the world. I'm glad you got that one out. You have heard <laughs> the cliches and stories of sleazy producers. The episode or series was about how women are just objects and playthings. Uh, season's almost over. What fireworks are in store? I can't wait. Keep up the great, great work, Craig. Thanks, so, Craig. You know, again, that's just that's just ten percent of what we got over the past week. It's been great. We had great stuff for this past episode, um, and and again, I think this will be a lot of fun when we put together one or two uh, just male episodes to uh, uh, not as in male female, but male as in postal, but it's email. Anyways, uh, but where we'll just talk about your participation. Thanks everybody, and uh, you want to if they, if they want to continue to participate, 
That's right, John. You can uh, email us at staff at madmenrecap.com, folks. And you're running out of time. So email us at either 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 this week or after the show next week. And I, I'm going to put this right on the line. Uh, I'm guessing next week's episode will be, in, 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 in the words of myself, Cray. And you'll wow. have lots of email uh, speculating about what the episode was about, speculating about what the next season's going to be. It's going to be crazy. So please, I'm sorry, Cray, please get those emails in so that when we do our, uh, our mailbag episodes, uh, we can talk about your ideas. I, I'm, I'm really excited about this, John. I think this was a great idea. Um, so, yes, yeah, staff at madmenrecap.com. Now, listen, if you hadn't noticed, if you've been living under a rock, yes, Facebook exists. I bought, I bought so, I bought, John, I bought so much. Oh, no, you didn't. Did you? I bought so much in that IPO. Oh. I'm serious. Not when it got to 30, I hope. I am broke. No, Uh, I bought right at the top. Oh. I'm screwed. But that being said, please go. It still works. Please, (laughs) please go to Facebook and look us up at uh, Mad Men Recap. We have a fan page. People participate like crazy. And you can, too. So join in. Now, folks, if you love the tweeter like I do, this is your last chance as well. We've got one more time to live tweet the show, and that will be this Sunday. And uh, there's a little birdie on my shoulder that tweeted in my ear that said that John, Kate, and I will be together in one room watching this. So our tweets may be even more powerful than before. Am I right? Do you want to tell people where that room is? We can all hang out? No, I certainly don't. Okay. And I think, <laughs> lastly, folks, we could really use some good iTunes comments because there's been a few D-bags that have written some not-so-nice things. But to so be fair, we've had a lot of good ones as well, and those have been great. So many good ones. So just pile on a couple more because it really warms our heart. That is really the only payment we get for doing this damn show. Am war- I right, John? A warm heart? Yes. Okay, that might be a symptom. I'll take it. All right. And John, lastly, lastly, this one's for Lane. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.